0: Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're going to be talking about the recently released body cam of Charles Vallow from January 2019. I'm also going to give you the timeline surrounding that week and just a little bit before, and also talk about the body cam of Lori and Tylee at a police station. So we'll talk about everything and give you an idea of just what was going on around that time. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button and hit that notification bell. Make sure you hit it to all so that you can get all the notifications from my channel. Give it a like if you support this video and please share this out where you can. Now, let's get into it. On January 31st, 2019, Charles Vallow, who's Lori's fourth husband of 13 years, is seen on police body cam explaining that he can't get into his house, he can't get in touch with his kids, Tylee and JJ, and that his wife, Lori Vallow, has lost her mind and is out of touch with reality. He finds that his house is empty, no Lori or JJ or Tylee to be found, or his 19-year-old nephew, Zach, who had been living with them at the time. He says all four vehicles are missing in that footage and Lori had taken everything including his computer and all he's left with is basically the clothes on his back. Charles also mentions that Lori took $35,000 from the business account. So I'm gonna share a bit of the timeline that led up to this point and also go more in depth on this body cam footage. So Lori and Charles were married on February 24th, 2006 in Las Vegas. They were just about to celebrate their 13th wedding anniversary. And Lori had Tylee and Colby from previous marriages and Charles has two sons of his own from a previous marriage. Now in 2014, Lori and Charles adopt J.J. Vallow, as we know, who is Charles' great nephew. So fast forward to 2019, which was a pretty crazy year for the Vallos, as you'll see in these body cam footage. But it seems to everyone involved that it started getting crazy once Lori met Chad Daybell. And around 2015, Lori started diving into Chad's books and started becoming obsessed with his writings and his teachings. And Chad in October 2018, Lori meets Chad after attending a Preparing a People conference. Her niece, Melanie Boudreau, which we now know is Melanie Polowski, attends it with her. And it was reported that Lori talked to Chad after the conference and she was soon contributing to a podcast about End of Days. So on October 30th, chad emails Lori a list of family members and rates them on a light and dark scale you may have seen this scale and i will do another video on this in the email he says here are the family history documents you requested chad rates Lori's entire family and notes that Lori is a 4.3 l for light charles at the time of this email is at a three light Tylie is a 4.1 dark and JJ is 4.2 light. And by November, Chad stays at Lori and Charles's house in Gilbert, Arizona. And we even see her mention that in an email to Chad that was actually signed by Charles, only Charles didn't write it and she makes reference that Chad stayed with them back in November. Now, I just saw on East Idaho News that Melanie Gibb has talked and she mentioned about this stay at Lori's house and she actually said that Charles was away these days on a business trip. So stay tuned for that because I will be doing a video on that interview. So during that time that Chad stays there, Chad speaks at a Preparing a People event. Now by December, Lori and Melanie Gibb do a podcast called Time to Warrior Up, and they did it with a retired police officer named Jason Mao. Now, interestingly, I found this on Justin Lum's Facebook, and it is an email, and it says, I'm in the middle of a podcast from December 2018 where Lori mentions how suffering leads to salvation and that even though she doesn't want her kids to suffer, she understands they have to in order to see the light. Now, by January, this is where all hell breaks loose for Charles. On January 22nd, Lori gets an email from Chad Daybell. The subject is demon with a name, Nick Schneider. Chad tells Lori that's who took over Charles's body is Nick Schneider. So now we know where that name comes from. By the 28th, just six days later, Charles gets an email from Enterprise Rent-A-Car that states that his 2,000 points have been transferred and when i look that up of how enterprise plus points work it says enterprise plus members earn one point per dollar spent on their base rental rate enterprise plus points can be redeemed for rentals at enterprise with a scale starting at 400 points with no blackout dates the points can be used for any available vehicle at enterprise for a round trip rental now that same day, Lori allegedly transfers $10,000 from Charles's business account into their personal account before moving money to an unknown account. And this is just the beginning of these chain of events. The next day on January the 29th, which is a Tuesday, Charles heads to Houston on a business trip and he heads out there around 5 a.m. Now in a court document, it says on January 29th, 2019, during a phone conversation between the parties and after their physical separation, mother informed father that she was a god assigned to carry out the work of the 144,000 at Christ's second coming in July 2020 and that if father got in her way of her mission, she would murder him. And while Charles is on that business trip, Lori cancels Charles' return flight home, takes his truck from the parking lot, and changes the locks on the doors to his home. And also cleans him right out, right down to his underwear. She takes the kids, the dog, Charles' computer, his clothes, you name it. And also in the court document, it states the next day father was on a business trip in Houston and during another phone conversation she kept referring to father as Nick Schneider instead of the father's name. Father asked who Nick Schneider was and mother told him that Nick was father's real name because Nick had killed father and taken his identity. Mother proceeded to warn father that she would kill him upon his return home and had an angel there to help her dispose of the body. She also mentioned that she could not trust father and that she would not only kill him but would destroy him financially. Since that conversation, mother's communications with father have been rare and intermittent. Upon his return home, father petitioned for and received an order of protection against mother in the Maricopa County Superior Court. So then, Lori allegedly transfers another $25,000 from the business account to the joint account and then from the joint account to the same unknown account leaving the account at less than a thousand dollars. She's now allegedly taken $35,000 in total at this point, and Charles has payroll due by that Friday, on Friday, February the 2nd. Charles then files for an order of protection against Lori and requests an involuntary psych hold at Community Bridges. And Lori's past friend, April Raymond, who Is from Hawaii she said that Lori told her that Charles was dead and had a demon living inside him and then Lori later changed her story and said he was alive but that any day Lori was going to get a call that he was dead now just after midnight on January 31st Charles has the cops show up to his home and is seen on body cam footage He explains that he can't get into his house, he can't get in touch with his kids, Tylee and JJ, and that his wife, Lori Vallow, has lost her mind and is out of touch with reality. He also mentions the order he has for Community Bridges and wants to serve it to her. Here's what's notable about this body cam footage. Right in the beginning, he mentions Lori is out of touch with reality. Have a look.
1: So what's going on tonight?
2: I can't get in touch
1: with my, my kids. How old are your kids?
2: Six and a half and sixteen. Okay. Um,
1: how long have you been trying? Oh, two days. Okay.
2: But she she's lost her mind. I I I don't know how to say it. We're L D S. She thinks she's a resurrected being and a and a a God and mem- remember member of the hundred and forty four thousand. She's come Jesus is coming next year.
0: He then talks about his friend who picked him up. His name is Gabe, and he picked him up at the airport because he doesn't have his vehicle anymore. And then they went to Community Bridges, and Charles filed a report. And he talks about how she's threatened.
2: She took all the money out of her bank account to today. My truck has gone from the airport. She went to the airport and got it. I just flew in from Houston, from Dallas, Houston and Dallas. So, um, Where's your truck? I don't know. No. I took a good friend of mine's truck had picked me up. I went to the CSI to file report, uh, which is the Community Bridges or something. File report. Uh, so you did. Ordered, you did.
1: You did the petition. Yeah, they ordered a pickup. Okay. What they time did. did you do do that?
2: Hour and a half
1: ago. Okay. So what makes her a danger to herself and she to others? She
2: threatened me, murder me, kill me. She and, threatened to murder you. Yes, and she said. How did I she do that? By my bishop right there is in the car. He was on the phone with me today, when she said, "I will have you destroyed." Is what she said there
1: okay that's not that's not a threat to kill you
2: yesterday was a threat to kill me the okay what did, what did what
1: did she say yesterday
2: she said you're not charles i don't know who you are what you did with charles but i can murder you now with my powers okay okay all right says so you're gonna i'm gonna kill you too i'm gonna uh, yesterday was
1: I'm so gonna she's speaking as a spiritual being she's, she's
2: not here okay. she lost her reality
0: the officer then asks when this all started and he said how it's gotten really bad, especially in the recent months and that she's been getting info from the people in Utah and how he's now Nick Schneider. Is, is,
1: this, is this just all recent or has it been it's going on?
2: been going on for about four or five years. It's gotten really, really bad lately. She goes to the temple every day and speaks with Moroni and Jesus Christ and they tell her what to do. And now she came to her today and last couple of days she says, I'm not Charles, uh, you're not Charles, you're Nick. Schneider, where she gets his names from. She got all this stuff from these people in Utah who uh, tell her how many past lives she's had and, and, and probation she's had. And she's uh, uh, was married to Moroni back way back when, and she was also married to James the Just. And okay, uh, um, this
1: is all foreign to me. So
2: <laughs> it's just it's foreign to me. Well, to I'm know. not LDS. It's crazy, it's crazy stuff. I know you're using it's, LDS
1: terms here, I know, but it's
2: just it's okay. just she's she's nonsensical.
0: Now, I don't know about you, but this is adding up to one person, in my opinion. And that's Chad. He's the people in Utah, and he's the one who sent the email about Nick Schneider, in my opinion. The officer then asks how she poses a threat to the children, and he has some valid points to be worried at this point. He talks about how Lori told him also that all of his stuff is gone.
1: So, how does she pose a threat to your children?
2: I don't know what she's going to do with them. I don't know if she's going to flee with them, she's going to hurt them. You today, don't even
1: know if she's here, right? Today,
2: on the phone. I can't, all the cars, are. The, the garage is closed, I don't know. She locked the garage door. I, I know. not been up there yet. I know, she but what I'm, hold today. on, hold on, hold on. Sorry.
1: What I'm saying is, do you normally park two vehicles in the garage, inside the garage? Correct. Okay, so it's a possibility that her car and your truck are inside there?
2: I don't think she could fit my truck in her car at the same time. She may put them somewhere else. She said to me, all your stuff is gone. Charles' okay. stuff is gone. Okay. You're not Charles, your stuff is gone. I don't know what that means. And how
1: long have you been trying to get in touch with the kids? Since yesterday. Since yesterday.
0: Charles then talks about the Houston trip and the shenanigans that she was pulling. And what's interesting as I see all this go down is I keep remembering a clip from the interview that Melanie Polowski gave saying, Lori didn't play any games at all, and when I watch this, I just it just replays in my mind. This shows a very different picture, doesn't it? Now, in this next clip, Charles talks about how much he loves Lori, how she is going to rape people, being dark, and how Lori has lost connection.
1: We back today, mm-hmm. tonight, tonight. She canceled on flight.
2: She came to the airport, took my truck.
1: Um, Did she tell you that?
2: No, it's. I'm, she knows the code. She knows where it's parked. She Did yet. she
1: go with you to the airport?
2: No, but she's been, I go to the airport, I fly 45 round trips a year. She over okay. where I park. I've got handicapped plates because J.J.'s handicapped.
1: Uh-huh. So, Did you file a stolen no, airport report with I, Phoenix? No, I know she took it. How do you know? You, you know, suspect. I suspect. Okay, okay. I suspect. All right. I know your term so, okay. uh, yeah. But Without suspect, concrete evidence, we can't no, say. I, I sure. suspect.
2: Okay. okay. And she has the keys. The code—it's a Ford. The code door code.
1: Door code.
2: And um, I just want to see my boys okay. And she's got a pickup order. I need to go. She needs to go, and I'm gonna take my So son. you
1: normally live here?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, I live here. Okay. Yeah. all my stuff's in my house. Okay. We got a service dog in there, beautiful dog. My daughter's in the front window right there.
1: So let me ask you this: When you came back, why didn't you just go to the home? Because she told
2: me not to come near it. All my stuff is gone. Okay. I'm not stupid. She could have done anything okay I thought this would be the best way to do it with what she's gone through and what Gabe witnessed with me on the phone today I thought it was best to have her she's psychologically she's gone something's happened to her how old is she? 30 45
1: 45 so, well, so just so if we talk to her is she gonna be able to have a rational conversation well, with oh
2: she will I'm sure she will okay yeah, she's, she's
1: she's just she's she'll probably do she tell me to. I'm crazy huh is that what you yeah. suspect Probably, but
2: okay. she, You're a dark spirit. Is what she's going to tell you. Okay. okay. I'm a dark spirit. Gaze with me. He's our bishop. He's going to be a dark spirit. Whatever that means. You're evil.
1: And you okay. said this has been going on for like four years.
2: Well, it's to an extent, but it's gotten really bad the last several months. And okay. I've been trying to ignore it because hoping it'll get better.
1: Is she on Unless any medications? She,
2: no. No. She won't do medications. She's
1: okay. a, has she been to a doctor?
2: She won't go to the doctor because she's okay. a translated being and they would find out she's translated. She cannot be killed She cannot die.
1: And that's what she thinks. Yes. Okay. She and she's that. been telling you that. Yes
2: And, and gave to. Okay. He heard this not just me. This isn't coming. I'm, I love her to death. This is killing the officer
1: Oh, well, I can understand.
2: I, I Our 13th anniversary next month. We've done a great marriage. All of a sudden last month just blew up mm-hmm. She just lost connection
0: and I must say, in my own opinion and from my observation, Charles seems genuinely concerned. He hasn't seen his children in a couple days. He can't get a hold of them. Lori isn't talking normal and that he is genuinely concerned for his kids. He's been threatened to be killed and that she's a translated being and that if he gets in her way she's going to murder him. He talks about how he loves her so much, and we do hear from everyone involved. Even Colby said, yeah, Charles would do anything for Lori, and he just wants to make her happy. And here he is talking to officers saying, look, I love my wife. We've almost been married for 13 years. She's talking nonsensical, and I don't know what's going on, but I'm very concerned, and don't know what's happened to my kids, or what she's going to do. These are all valid points. And I feel, in my opinion, that he's going about it the right way at this point. He's getting the cops involved because he's concerned and he got this petition for uh, community bridges to check on her psychiatric condition. So at this point, Charles tries to get into the garage because he can't get into the house and he finally figures out the key code and gets in there. And then he talks about how all the cars are gone. Have a look.
1: is there anything in her place in here, like, she might have taken off somewhere?
2: All uh, four cars
1: are gone. Oh, yeah, four cars. Yeah.
2: My daughter has one. Zach, our nephew, has one. I have my truck, and she has an infinity. Okay. I don't know where my son is.
1: Who's I'm the oldest? Sure. You have the right to force entry, so. Who, who's the oldest is, child?
2: Tyler, she's Well, my, I'm three in college, so they're gone.
1: Who lives here?
2: That's Ty oldest.
1: is 16, Zach is 19, he's our nephew, he's living here. Okay, and you tried calling him? Yes. Why, 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 why won't he answer? I don't know. he okay. won't
2: answer. She's got him buffaloed too, I don't know what she
0: told him. He then tries to break down his door once he gets into that garage and they have a good chuckle because he tries to donkey kick it and he says it's actually harder than it looks on TV. Then the cop actually breaks down the door and then the officer asks permission uh, to enter the house and then you can hear Charles say oh my god and he just sounds like he's bewildered and that he's just in awe of what's going on. Okay. Oh my
2: god. I can't do oh my
0: and in that line what have I done he just sounds like he's in disbelief like What have I done to deserve this? Next, they all gather outside and the officer tells Charles, since he was away, as a parent, Laurie has the right to take her children. They talked about the words that Lori used and about destroy and it being subjective. Gabe is also standing at this point with Charles who is the guy who helped him out and Charles did refer to him as the Bishop. But what I did notice though, is that the officer talking um, about not it being a direct threat to Charles, but Charles mentioned earlier on that body cam that she did make a threat, but it was the day before. And when it was reiterated, Charles did not correct the officer, but I'm not sure if Charles just wasn't listening to this point, but the officers were talking to Gabe about it. So we're not sure um, if he just tuned out or what happened or just decided not to reiterate it. I'm not sure. So one thing I wanted to mention is just how calm Charles seems to be in this stressful situation, in my opinion. It looks like he's doing his best to do the right thing and do things in a calm manner and the right way his demeanor seems in my opinion not to be threatening he's not angry he just looks like he's in disbelief and he just wants to get this figure out he wants to see his kids and he wants Lori to get the help he needs in my opinion do you agree let me know in the comments below and yet what concerns me is the police officers come to check on the kids and do a welfare check. They actually use those words on cam. And the kids aren't there and everything is wiped out. Charles has an order for community bridges for her mental health. She wipes out his bank account. He says, look guys, what can I possibly do? He says that directly to the cops. And he just wants to find the kids and make sure they're okay. And after her crazy talking, I can understand why he wants to know and have peace that his, his kids are okay. Because she even said in there, I don't care what has happened to the kids. Or I don't care what happens to them. That's concerning. Now, maybe the police officers can't do much more than do this check. But we got to remember, too, that Charles has known Lori for over 13 years. They've been married for 13 years, so I assume they've known each other for more than 13 years and he knows how she is, and if he's saying she's lost touch with reality and it sounds like she is, and even a witness who is Gabe said she's sounding like some of her statements are not right, then these are valid points. Now, the one thing I do wonder is why didn't the officers make a quick phone call to Lori on that call? And the reason why I say that is what I'm about to talk about on Lori's body cam footage. But let's just note that there was no phone call made, that is my understanding, in that call. They could have just made a phone call and say, hey Lori, do you have your kids? May I speak to them? Where are you? Let's just figure this out. But it doesn't look like there's any form of that. So that morning, Lori's actually seen on police body cam, and she's making a report because her buddy Jason Mao, who was the ex-officer, told her to do so. Now, Lori says that the night before, she did stay in a hotel with the kids, and that's seen on this video clip. She said that she took JJ to school and that Charles stole her purse from her. Now, as she's seen on camera, you see Tylee actually shush her mom twice in the video, and it seems that she does that, in my opinion. It's as if, in my opinion, she's not wanting her mom to talk or say too much, and she's trying to hold down the fort, so to speak if you know what I mean. Have a look.
1: I told him about it. and told him not to come home and that his stuff would be gone and that his car would be gone. And I was like, <laughs> 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 he's acting like
2: that my son was in danger. I've worried about JJ's okay. safety and things and texting her
0: like he's- So there was two points that she shushes her mom. When Lori starts talking about, he's acting like my son is in danger and she shushes her. And then the second time, Lori says he changed the locks on me. I'm on the lease as well. And then Tylee shushes her again. Then Lori brings up a couple of times asking about the mental health issue and how Charles is able to get an order like that. She does mention it a few times. She also mentions the money. Then in the footage, the officer mentions that Charles had no right to take her purse and that he can be charged with theft. What's interesting now is the police officer phones Charles and asks about the purse and asks to return it, but no phone call the night before to check on the kids and make sure that they're okay. That's just an observation, in my opinion. So after this day, Lori goes missing for 58 days without JJ, just her and Tylee. And it's reported that they spent some time in Hawaii and also with Lori's brother, Alex Cox. Now, Charles has said from that point on, if something happens to me, look at Lori and Alex. And six months later, Charles was shot in self-defense by Alex Cox in Lori's home. One thing I also want to note at this time this is the last time that Lori has JJ's prescription refilled and one thing I did notice was in the footage with Charles he mentioned that Lori didn't like to take medication when the officer says is she on meds and he says no she doesn't like to be on any medication. It got me thinking could it be now that Lori was in charge of JJ after she returned from her 58-day hiatus that she stopped his medication because of her belief that she doesn't like to take meds. Now that Charles isn't around, could it be that she wanted to see who JJ really was based on Chad's rating system and then get Chad to re-rate JJ? Just a thought. Let me know what you think in the comments below. So Charles filed for divorce by February 8th, just a few weeks later, and that same day he changed his life insurance policy, as we know, taking Lori off of it as the beneficiary. He also voiced that he was afraid for his life. And by July 11th, 2019, like I mentioned, he was killed. Now I will be doing a video of the new interview that's just been released of Melanie Gibbs, so stay tuned for that. Make sure though you click the all notifications so that you can be notified when I do put that video out. More and more truth is coming to light even though it seems it's super confusing. But hopefully soon we'll know more and we'll find the children. It's more than time we found them. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Give it a like and please share this out where you can. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.
3: Ohio! Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go!